episode 515 of the Pop Culture Roundtable, the podcast that's 122 apples shy of a full bushel. In this episode, we talk about disposable cameras, theme park attraction uniforms, and Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I'm Andrew Sale. I'm Lauren Rubin. I'm Patrick Hill. So polish your Granny Smiths and get your bobbin pants on, because it's time to dunk into another episode. My grandpa asked me to stop that. off every episode by going around the table, which is where we talk about things that are new, fun, and noteworthy about our weeks. This one's going to be a little bit of a long one, so buckle up, everybody. Lauren, it's been two weeks since we've seen you. Uh, Why don't you give us a brief rundown of what that looked like for you? (laughs) I will do my best to keep it brief, but yeah, we do have a lot to talk about since it's been two full weeks. Um, Yeah, so on our last show, two whole weeks ago, uh, we talked about Wicked, the movie that is coming out, and it turns out that I found out um, that weekend was the last weekend that Wicked the show was in Houston. Um, our listener, Jamie Lee Ogle, works there sometimes at, at the merch station, and she let, reminded me. And so I just bought a ticket at the last minute and went. It was great. Hey, <laughs> Yeah, it was really Had fun. Had you seen it before? I have seen it before. Okay. Yeah. It's so a it's good just as show, good as right? I remember. Yeah, it's yeah. excellent. So I just really enjoyed it. And like, it was just such a weird coincidence that like we had talked about it and I had this opportunity and like I, did, I literally had nothing else to do that night. I tried to make plans and it didn't work. So I was like, I'm just, I'm going to go. Let's do it. And I, I just had a really nice time. Um, okay. So yeah. Uh, I also saw the symphony this week. Um, there was a show where they were playing, um, the music of Queen, you know, like the band Queen. It was Never very funny because Trevor read it as music of the Queen. And so he was expecting like, you know, like, the British coronation music type of stuff. And I was like, no, it's <laughs> queen. <laughs> hey, was there a, was there a singer? <laughs> yes, there was. Was there a singer? Was, was Justin, was it Justin Sargent? No, it was not. It was not. Cause he's doing, he's doing a queen show with the Philharmonic, uh, in a couple oh, of cool. other cities, like right now, like he's on tour with it. It so must be, really yeah. Odd. Like some kind of, uh, group effort or something. I liked the guy that they had singing. I think the the kind of like, this was just funny. He was a really good performer. It j- just to me, and this is just me. And I, th- I had this interaction at the um, like concession stand at the intermission. I was like, the singer is great. I love him, but he looks like this guy from Vanderpump rules. And the girl in front of me was like, Tom Sandoval and I was like yes and we made friends because he really did look so much like him that it was like can slightly I, distracting <laughs> and it was very funny can I take a guess at something yeah are you are you going vacationing with this girl in three weeks now <laughs> are you guys now absolute <laughs> did, best friends uh, we did like talk the whole rest of the time that we were in line about Scandoval and stuff it was really funny uh, but yes that's just how easy it is to make friends guys talk about random stuff in the drink line <laughs> um, but yeah so Completely other side of things that I've been doing. Um, so I found a new podcast that I have been enjoying, and it is really funny. It is called Who Shat on the Floor at My Wedding? <laughs> and the title really says it all. Um, it's, someone, it's always Uncle Stan, by the way, is the answer yeah. to that question. So the story is that someone pooped on the floor at a wedding, um, and the brides are determined to find out who. They have a friend that went through like an online detective course, a very cheap lie detector off of Amazon, and just like their, you know, like willingness to question all of their friends and family over who pooped on the floor at their wedding. It's very funny because it was on a boat. So like there is like a limited amount of people that it could be because of this. It's like, is very funny. And like, 
it is like a real story about a real investigation, but obviously it is also like making fun of like the true crime genre and like they're treating it very seriously, although it is obviously a very silly um, crime that's been committed and stuff. And it's, it's just hilarious. Like the mother-in-laws have been interrogated. Like there's no one safe from this like questionnaire. It is so funny. And like, I just, it's so good. It's like, a uh, 12 part series each one's about 30 minutes it there it's really hilarious and like i'm genuinely now like invested in finding out who pooped on the floor at this wedding <laughs> so you haven't finished it yet no i'm about um three quarters through i would like to make a prediction yeah sure i think the groom did it and <laughs> oh it was in it, it order was ladies room, in so order to try to cover yeah. it up he then created this show as a big cover for it um, so, or yeah. he's just he, like he's actually a director of marketing it somewhere and he did poop on the floor but just so he could create this podcast I think it, yeah, it makes 100%. a lot of sense yeah. mm-hmm. so the person who has created the podcast afterwards has been the most accused of anyone for that reason which is very funny <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, because they sent out a questionnaire to everyone at the wedding excuse me uh, who like that had to fill it out who they thought was most likely the person who, who did it. And, and the person who's now created the podcast and was sending out the questionnaire was the person. Was his name was, Brandon? His name's Brandon. No, it's, it? it's no, it's all women. So it's really funny. Wait, <laughs> women poop. Yes. Yeah. Is that what that book was saying when it said everybody poops? Yeah. I'll have to go back <laughs> I mean, and reread it. It's part it. of the message, but really everyone and everything poops. <laughs> okay. I don't yeah, know. I but, just um, don't... Basically, it's like a real version of American Vandal that shows on Netflix. It's very funny. I've really been enjoying it. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to change gears. Sorry. Uh, let's talk about a movie that I saw last week. Uh, and that is Nimona, and that is on Netflix now. This is an absolutely excellent movie that I want everyone to go watch. Um, it was based on a webcomic turned graphic novel by N.D. Stevenson, who is actually like a producer on the film. So I think it's super cool that like the person who created this whole thing got to be involved with the like actual filmmaking process and everything. Um, I've been reading this comic for a very long time. So I know a lot about this like story that about it, like being adapted to a film. It is a very long one. It's took a very long time for this movie to get made it almost got canned several times it was rewritten several times um but it finally eventually landed with netflix and like i i really really like the movie that we got here like i it's there's a lot of changes from the books uh if you're familiar with it um i think that in a lot of ways it's kind of a toned down version in the way that the books are written for teenagers and this version is for children and so they just kind of push a lot of questions further ask harder um, you know, like ask harder questions, put them in harder scenarios. Like it's just kind of like a, a it. The story feels to me exactly the same. Like the vibe is there, uh, the the feelings are there. It's just like a little bit of a, a watered down version in many in some ways. But I think that in order to do what they wanted to do with this movie, that worked better. And I think that it's a great version of this story. It's been, it's not a perfect adaptation of the book. Um, of what? Nimona. What's, what's it about? The the movie is the story. It's uh, about like a knight. His name is Ballister Boldheart, who is like framed for a murder and then is like made a pariah. And this mysterious shape drifting girl named Nimona comes up and is like determined to become his sidekick and help him like right the wrongs and like take down the establishment that has wronged both of them. It's like very funny, like twist on the anti-hero story. Um, there's like a lot more twists to it. It's really fun and clever. It is in a very unique setting in that it's like a future sci-fi so it's like nights with cell phones which is a very fun 
kind of thing. The creator calls it monk punk, which is, I think is a really cute uh, <laughs> like word for that, where it's like combining like, you know, medieval fantasy with more modern elements or like just having TVs and things like that. Uh, kind of like fantasy high for dimension 20. Yes. Yes. That's like a great explanation. And you uh, said that, this is the second best-selling book series of all time, right behind Harry Potter and the Bible. I I didn't say that, but it's a oh, okay. it's a great web comic that was adapted into a book. I did try and buy the book uh, to like reread, but they've been sold out on Amazon for weeks now, which is just awesome. Honestly, like it's something that's like independently created. I'm just like, you go. This is awesome. <laughs> like that this is happening. Um, the the movie is like I don't think you will like it, Patrick, because it's animated. Sorry, but it's a great movie. Uh, the animation is absolutely outstanding. It's so cool. Like everybody's learning all the right lessons from Spider and like making really cool animated movies like new styles new camera angles like just pushing things in a way that I think like wasn't for a long time and I just like loved a lot of the like just the way that they like shot things in this movie the way that they chose to to do the camera angles just really cool animation really wonderful job like awesome the voice acting is great uh it's got uh Riz Ahmed uh Chloe Grace Moritz uh Jean from the Try Guys RuPaul is in it like really fun cast like I just I think this is a great movie it has a lot of great things to say uh it's like just the right amount of time it's only two hours long so if you've got some time to spare go check this out on Netflix it's freaking great and that is Nimona Okay. I had pneumonia when I was a kid. <laughs> it's That's much all. cooler than that. <laughs> it would be cool if this was like a fever dream from someone that had pneumonia. Pneumonia, yeah. And that's, that's where they like, got the idea for pneumonia. <laughs> that's like what I thought The Labyrinth was for the longest time, just a movie that I dreamed of. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> another cool thing that I checked out this week is a show on Apple TV called Silo. Have you guys heard about this? Because it's been out for a little while, but I hadn't heard of it until recently. I have heard of it. I have not watched it. Um, and that's the whole story. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's based on a book series where people yes. live in a silo and different casts live in different levels of it. And it's yes. about a group of people, I think, that li- is living near the top of it. And I think maybe they're the ones that are going out and exploring this like wasteland around them. Good guess. You, you're very, very close, actually. You got a lot of things right. Uh, so it is based Never on a book series. Um, <laughs> called and Rust, it is- or is it called Silo? Actually, the books are called Wool, Shift, and Dust. You're really, really Dust. Close. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I had someone pitch this to me as like an awesome book series, and then they explained the concept to me. So it's another cool thing where it, because it is a yeah. book, you will not go there. So they were just wasting yeah. their time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, the TV show version is easily watchable on Apple TV Plus right now. I'm only three episodes in, but I kind of just want to like shout out this show because what I've watched so far is excellent, and I'm like super hooked. Um, the premise is that there is like a giant 140-foot silo that is like implanted in the ground um and this is in like a dystopian future and nobody that is alive now knows why they live there they don't know who built the silo and they don't know why it is underground except that like something happened to make the world outside like deadly and like if you go outside you 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 choke on the atmosphere and die um yeah the uh, bit Snowpiercer for sure. Yeah, it, it feels like a lot of like things in the setup, but there's a lot of like intrigue of like what like what's going on inside the silo because like even though there's this weird like why doesn't anybody want to know why they can't go outside or how this was built or whatever, there's other layers of the like corruption that's going on that make it really interesting and very complicated. Um, 
it's funny. That, uh, yeah, the actors in it are are really good uh, so far. Um, I cannot think of her name right now, but like Anne from the from Parks and Rec. Uh, what is that lady's name? Rashida She's Jones. Anne Perkins. Thank you, thank you, Anne Perkins. <laughs> no, it's Rashida, Rashida Jones. Jones. Yes, it is. It is. Uh, uh, Common is in it. Uh, oh, gosh, why am I blanking on like every actor's name? Um, but man, th- I just like highly recommend looking up this show and checking it out. It's like truly fascinating. It feels like a version of like Lost and Battlestar Galactica combined together. And I'm super excited to watch the rest of the show. Really cool mystery, interesting show, just like totally floored by what I've seen so far. So, um, yeah, check out Silo on Apple TV plus. And then I was going to plug Will's video, uh, that he made, but we already did that. So I get, but I guess this is like the audio version. So yes, we do need to do that. That Will made a very great version. Um, um, video uh on our youtube reviewing the art in arcana book uh it is awesome so go check that out on the emma boy youtube <laughs> sorry andrew <laughs> <laughs> that's what i think about will's video <laughs> yep that's okay <laughs> uh but yeah so that's gonna be it for me <laughs> try to go um, through as gonna, fast as i could that's so brutal that's so brutal <laughs> I'm going to take I'm going to take it from you Lauren. I'm not even going to wait for you to give it to somebody. I'm just going to take it. Last week I had uh, a a great trip uh with Cooper out to California and I'm going to talk more about that in my uh in my master category because uh I, there's too much to talk about to try to cram it all into this. So first and foremost, this week I'm excited because I get to go and uh I get to get a tattoo for the first time in a long time. It's been a couple of oh, years fine. since I got my last my last piece. And uh so I'm just going to show you guys what I'm getting. Uh Cooper several years ago for Father's Day, like maybe 5, 6 years ago, for Father's Day, drew me this Mickey and he's going to this little Mickey head's going to go on my arm right next to his uh Aww. next nice. to his what do you call this? Handprint? <laughs> Is that what you call this? His handprint. So he's going to go right there. So I'm excited to get that. Um, That'll happen this week. And then I have his signature that's going to go next to it. Here's his signature. He does this like little derp. See if I can get it to show up. There you go. Cooper, this little derp smile. Oh, cute. (laughs) That's how he signs everything. So that's going to go next to it. Um, So that's cool. Um, But while we were gone, we were at Universal and we were at Disneyland. Um, And I want to show you guys a couple of pins that I got at Disneyland. Uh, we, we were showing pins a couple weeks ago that, pa- that Mackenzie got for Patrick. So um, I got this set right here. It's a robot Mickey, like a mech Mickey and a mech Minnie Mouse, um, which are great. But they also came with two others. There was a Donald she in this looks set. a little creepy. Yeah, they do kind of Mickey. Look, Mickey, I think Mickey looks good. A little dead eyed, right? Yeah, a little creepy. But these uh, these robot ones, there's also a Donald and a Stitch that came with it. Cooper took the Donald and Stitch. But then in the vein of uh, the pin that Patrick showed, the Pride pin, because um, while I was there, it was finishing up. I was there the last day of Pride month. Um, so I got this pin. Nice. So love. And the O is Mickey's Is face. Mickey's. Yeah. So the, it's the rainbow colors, nice. but Mickey, Mickey, um, Mickey head for the love. And then this one, which I think is my favorite pin, I think, right now at the moment, the Pride Mickey, where he's got a... Uh, he's got a glitter flag and he's just the, the coolest in the coolest illustration of Mickey. I think I've seen in a while. Nice. I know that like it's so the, tiny the, too. the mm. chunky, like the glass glitter. I know that that's done and that's kind of old, man. It always looks good to me. I'm such a sucker for like just the big, like I said, that glass glitter flake. Yeah. I know on 
drums. We used to call it glass glitter, but oh, I love it so much. It's just this is this is a very good pin. I think I like the style of it. I like the yeah, execution really of it. Cute. Everything about it is great. We saw a bunch of Kate Dykstra's pins, not realizing nice. they were Kate's. If I had realized they were Kate's, I would have bought them in a second. I almost bought them <laughs> anyway because I loved the design. Um, but I was buying these other pins that were more uh, timely. These will be around for the whole one hundred. They're they're um, celebrating the one hundred years. Um, but saw a bunch of her pins without realizing it. So awesome uh, to see our friends work out. And then I saw Tom Whalen's Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway poster in the in the entryway to Disneyland, and it was just like, yeah. like man, I know all of these people. And then going into Disneyana and seeing Noah Elias's work and seeing uh, um, Joe. Um, oh my gosh, why am I blanking his name? Whatever. The the which Joe. The, Toy guy. It's just not a good day for Joe Ledbetter. Ledbetter. (laughs) Joe Ledbetter. Seeing all of Joe Ledbetter's work and his toys and seeing Jared's work and his and his stuff and his toys and seeing May I relay a small story about Joe Ledbetter? Sure. I was scared to meet him. I was very intimidated by him. And uh I mean I I like his work a lot, um, but for some reason, like I don't know. I just I was afraid to meet him probably because of how much I like him. And he was incredibly pleasant when we talked to him at Designer Con. Uh, now, I'm not sure if he's introverted or not. He seemed slightly introverted when we met him in person. And it's possible that I was per- perceiving that introverted as like standoffish. But super, super kind guy. Great experience. If you get a chance to talk to him, Go talk to him. Please do. Uh, yeah. But that's all. Yeah. You did you did uh you you were on the episode where we interviewed him, right? I can't remember. I know Luke was for sure. Sure, yeah, but uh, okay. but it's always um No, that's fine. I just didn't yeah. I can't remember uh there were some there's some people you didn't get a chance to meet, and I didn't remember if he was if he was one of them or not. Yeah, like I still haven't met uh Tim Anderson. <laughs> one of these days, and you'll <laughs> invite him on the show for sure. First chance are good. Uh Cooper and I met up with with Jedi Robbies, um, or Patrick Azkaban, as we like to call him on the show. And he, uh we walked around and did a bunch of stuff with him. He it was it was super fun. Cooper, it was injured, uh, and also I am still injured. And so Patrick would literally say, hey, you guys want me to go run and get in line for this, and then you guys can just meet me there. And he would literally oh, so nice. run <laughs> to go from one side of the park to the other to get in line for things. Um, but it was a great time. We had a lot of fun with him. Um, we got to do everything that we wanted to do there, and it was great. Uh, but then we also did Universal Studios, and... Um, I'm going to talk more about some of that stuff in a bit, but the Nintendo World um, expansion to Universal Studios Hollywood, incredible. This land, when you when you entered into it, it was just astounding. The level of interaction that you do with while you're in there. I'm going to show you some of the stuff um, that you can get while you're in that land. So first of all, we bought the, um, early entry. They have a limited access, um, early entry. So you get in for an hour before the park opens, uh, 30 bucks a person, absolutely worth it. I don't know that we would have been able to do as much as we were able to do had we not done that. And they limit the the number of tickets that they allow to do that. So if you're thinking about going to universal Hollywood and you want to do the Nintendo world, do the pay for the the extra $30 to get in there an hour early. You won't regret it. If you don't do that, you probably won't get a reservation in Toadstool's Cafe. Um, okay. You likely won't because they'll be already, uh, all the reservations will be booked up for the day um, when you get there. But here's, wow. here's, what, uh, here's what helps you have that level of interaction. These are the power-up bands. Cute. So 
I'm going to see if I can show There you go. These are the power-up bands that you get. And these are, in fact... Slap bracelets? Slap bracelets. <laughs> so I'm trying to show you. Okay, there we go. You these did not are do that slap- very confidently, but sure. Well, because yeah. I didn't want to yeah, hit really the, the microphone. <laughs> I'm just going to do it this way then. Slap bracelets. Ow. You still hit the microphone. Yeah, I hit the microphone and it hurt. Anyway, um, they are really high quality bands. So for those of you who are just listening, it is a rubber, um, like a rubber slap bracelet. This one, the one that I have is Mario themed. So it's it's red with his blue overalls with the two buttons and then the big Mario symbol in the center. Um, It doesn't need a battery. It has eyes. It does have eyes. Yeah, all of them have eyes at the the top of it. it doesn't need batteries. So unlike the Magic Band Plus from Disney, it doesn't need batteries. It doesn't have any other level of like, there's no haptics, there's no sounds, there's no lights on the, on it, but it does just work with the land. Now this is $40. So if you want to actually engage in the land, you have to have one of these. So if you just imagine it's for every person who goes, if you want to actually play the games and get the most out of what you're doing there, you're going to be in... 40 bucks plus 30 bucks per person. So $70 on top of your, your, your ticket um, to be able to like actually engage and fun, have fun in the land. Um, but because you do this, uh, you can go around. There are, there are question mark blocks. There are um, brick blocks. There are things on the wall that you can, can touch. There's uh, things that, like periscopes that you can look through that have AR built in. Everything you do, every ride that you do, is connected. If you scan your your code, there's many games that you can play. Everything you do, you scan this, and it's connected to an app. And the app has an you have an account inside the app, and you it keeps track of your score. You get stamps for going to the different places in the in the world and doing different things um, while you're there. I want to show you a quick um, couple of screenshots, how uh, or a quick couple of things how this works. Um, but you gain coins and you gain, let's see if I can get this to show up on screen. There we go. This is my account. This is the number of, of <laughs> coins I have up at the top. Um, I'm on Team Mario because I have the Mario band. And you can go in here and you can see all the different stamps um, that you get for in different parts of the land. And you get That's different smart. stamps for doing different things. And That's we were there right. for, for several hours. So like, uh, for instance, I'll just click on, I'll click on this one right here. So if you see that one, I got that one. It's Mario drifting on a <laughs> um, on his cart, and I successfully drift each turn in the Mario Kart ride. So I got forty five coins for for achieving that. Um, <laughs> there's a whole bunch of different stamps you can get. I I maybe only got half of them. I think is the total number that I got. Yeah, I got sixty two out of one hundred and twenty eight. And we were definitely there for, meant to bring you back again. <laughs> yes, several hours. Um, and it was an absolute blast. I don't know how to, to recommend this enough. If you're a Mario fan, it's a must do. Uh, if you collect enough of these, so cool. If you collect, if you do enough of the mini games and collect enough of the, the, the keys, you get these key coins. You can actually go and fight Bowser jr. In a room like where it's using like your body um, and like your it tracks your movement and you throw things and you have to duck and you have to do all these things to to defeat Bowser Jr. But you can't even scan in there without having three keys. Nice. Yeah, you get to do it. Oh yeah, we 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 defeated him twice. Um, We spent a lot of time in that land, as you could imagine. Um, Yeah, that's so cool. 
That's interesting. So you were able to defeat him twice while you both yourselves were defeated. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Andrew, did you That's hurt yourself good. too? I am. I hurt myself several months ago and I believe yeah. I fractured my foot and I've been in pain ever since. And I think oh. I just haven't given it time to heal. And so while I was on this trip, we were both taking pain medication the entire time we were there. So, oh no! And it's the same foot that he's fractured, and yeah, it's whatever. All father right. and um, son just tripping. Yeah, balls I was like father and son uh, sympathy injuries. <laughs> um, so I mentioned, I mentioned to. I, there's so much more to talk about. I'm not going to talk about all the things. It is Great. an absolute blast. Uh, Mario Kart is a, a, a such a fun game. The ride is so cool. You put these, you put these uh, Mario hats on, and then when you sit down in your cart you snap on an AR shield. And so you're seeing the world around you. You're seeing the screens, you're seeing the people you're sitting with, but you're also seeing characters and you're seeing your question mark blocks and you're seeing the bad guys and you're actually throwing things wherever you look. Um, like you have to aim and throw these things. It's so fun. Um, it's so fun to do. Um, but some of the stuff that you can get, this is um, this is some of the merch that you get. Cooper got this when we were at the Toad School, a uh, Toad School, Toad Stool Cafe. He got this <laughs> um, drink oh, fun. cup. That's good. So that it's a sipper. Nice. It's really cute. It's very cute. I'm going to show you a couple what it features. Looks like. It is it is a a um, a power like up a, mushroom, mm-hmm. a power up mushroom uh, from Mario, but it's a cup. So this slides out, and you can fill in. <laughs> It looks so funny when you pull it out is. the head. It does look funny. Uh, it's so long. The the head pops out of the little bubble um, to fill the drink and the, the straw is attached to it. But this is what's even cooler, I think. And For this someone is like where, me, when you say bubble, you mean the mushroom cap. The mushroom yes, cap. So like, yes, it's yes. like the mushroom cap comes off and you're left yes, with the yes, head. Yes, of which the, cup is the cup that is the yeah. face. Yes. yes. But it looks like a perfect replica of a like 3D version of the like yeah power-up mush, red mushrooms from... Mario, it's very, it's very well done. And on top of that, this is where this is step above Disney. This lanyard that they did, super high quality. It snaps off like there's like a little, uh, you can actually unsnap it. And it's super high quality, very vibrant, nice and thick lanyard. Um, Honestly, Disney could, could, uh, they they have a one up for sure on Disney when it comes to this. (laughs) Um, that's the sipper. That's the drink. So you can get this in the, the green one up, or you can get the power up mushroom. And this is, this is where it's like next level popcorn buckets at Disney. As you, as you probably know, are a big deal, like a big collector's Mm -hmm. item. They, they do all these like limited runs of popcorn buckets. Weirdly big deal. Yeah. Weirdly big deal. I think that the team from Disneyland needs to go and talk to the team from universal because this next thing I'm going to show you is insane. I'm going to have to actually back up a little bit so you can see it. Um, this is the popcorn bucket from uh, Nintendo World. Wow. Wait, but where does the popcorn <laughs> what? go? So this is, so let me explain what everybody what this is. I feel is. like this holds a handful of popcorn. This is the popcorn bucket that is uh, Mario Kart themed. And when I say bucket, I mean, I'm, it's like a It's just a, a Mario statue. Kart toy. Yeah, that is huge. It's Like massive. the size of Andrew's whole head. And again, and it's very I'll, I'll detailed po- and nice. <laughs> I'll point out the land. Yeah, the, like it's very detailed and very nice. I'll point out the lanyard again. It's a different lanyard, not just the same generic one from the other thing. It's a different lanyard. It's a Mario Kart themed lanyard. Still same high quality, same same like snap away and everything. It's really nice. Here's where the here's where the popcorn comes in. So the the trunk pops open. 
And then the popcorn goes down inside of this little holder. Oh, okay. Okay. I feel better about the popcorn distribution now. Now, it's not a ton of popcorn. It's like one person's, like it's a one person supply of popcorn. But they give you the popcorn in a big bag. So they don't actually put it in here. So you can refill it up as much as you want. So you actually get probably six times as much popcorn as what would fill, fill in here. But here's what's even nicer and what sets it apart even further from Disney Buckets. Um, Disney buckets, they're, they're all nice, but you've got to like washing them can be a pain in the butt. Sometimes this, uh, is super nice. This cup pops out, snaps out. You can just wash it and put it back in your Mario Kart, And you never have to try to f- figure out how to get this thing clean. Um, That's because there's so many idea. different, like cool, like, you know, places to, to be hidden. This, uh, I believe this was $40. I think it was thirty nine ninety nine, and I think the the sipper cup was like uh, like nineteen ninety nine. I believe. I mean, you, you, if you want to like buy something that size, nice to that is. put on your shelf, it's going to be forty dollars. So easily. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot. I forgot. There's one other piece to it. Well, and you get snacks. I forgot. Yeah, and you get snacks. But uh, if you switch down here on the bottom, yeah, the wheels light up. Oh, the that's hover, very cool. The hover wheels have blue hover lights on it also um, like correct me if i'm wrong but it does look like mario is made of like a slightly like a matte plastic and the the car itself is like shiny which i also think absolutely is that is yep. very nice like this is like a, the this level is like of detail a, is is very very nice on this yeah it it looks like a figure that you would buy like a like a vinyl mm-hmm. figure that you would buy it's that high level of detail and he's sitting inside of a a a shiny plastic car um, and the lights on yeah, the bottom are just cool. so, so cool. So um, I told Cooper he couldn't take that back to his mom's house until after I showed it on the podcast. Uh, so he's now been without it for the last week and a half. <laughs> but um, there you go. So much cool stuff. I have other things I'll sh- I want to show, but I'll, I'll save, them, save them for a different time. Um, Universal Studios killed it <laughs> on that. I'm going to talk more about some of like the ride uh, uniforms later on in my master category but uh i think i've talked enough patrick why don't you uh send us out of this andrew let me ask you to please be the first to do this if you would take two sets of those lanyards you could turn them into um suspenders and then you could have a really nice set of mario suspenders and i think you should be the first person to do that that's true there, is the well, let me see if I can. You, you don't have to think about it now. Think about it later. I'm going to uh, do it. I'm going to actually assemble it while you're talking. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> Build them at one and the other. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only. I'm only bringing one thing to you. Uh, so Netflix uh, has a great little documentary. This is only six or seven episodes. I think six episodes. So it's a very very quick watch, um, and and they're not uh, terribly long episodes. But this is the unauthorized American Gladiators documentary. Um, muscles and mayhem and this goes through the formation of american gladiators uh lots of behind the scenes footage shows the first uh the incarnation of it uh talks through the idea shows the initial pilot talks about going and selling that pilot to the studios and eventually getting picked up the dark ages of american gladiators which is apparently the first half of season one the transition into kind of the american gladiators we know and then the big shakeup that happened several years in that may have been a death knell for the show. Uh, and it talks with a lot of the first cast. So several of the first members like uh, Laser and Nitro and Ice and 
I mean, it's really just all the people. So even though they call it the unauthorized uh, documentary, the people, all the characters, they're there. They are sharing uh, their story. Now, that to say, watching it and getting done with it, tons of behind the scenes, you do learn a lot. But at the same time, you aren't really left knowing what what the real story is in some cases for instance you'll have one producer that goes on and says man these episodes were so cheap to produce you know we're printing money and you have another producer that goes on and says we were scraping by and we were losing on everything we were making and you have players saying that that there was hundreds of millions on toy sales that they never saw and you have other people saying there there weren't really any toy sales and so there's a there's still like contention within this group of people about what really happened, who was owed what, who was the star of it, why people tuned in, could it have been saved, did it have to die, oh, back and forth, whatever. But in any case, I found the personalities, and this is the reason to watch it, I found the personalities so captivating. So for anybody here that's watched the show, uh, you know, you may have had someone that you latched on to. Me as a kid, I just thought Nitro was the coolest, and so I remember mm-hmm. like always being excited to like watch Nitro, but watching him as a person, like hearing him talk about the course of his life, his time during and his time after, I think he has an incredibly compelling story. And I think several of the cast members have really, really compelling stories. And not just during the time of the show, but since the show. Uh, I actually teared up at several parts seeing how people's lives unfolded uh, in the wake of this. So anyway... Mm. Very compelling cast of characters. I absolutely recommend it. It's on Netflix. Again, it's only a few hours of watch time in total, so you can blow through it in one night or two nights. But I do recommend checking it out. So that's The Unauthorized History, Muscles and Mayhem, on Netflix, American Gladiators. Mackenzie was not keen to watch it, and she loved it. I don't know that that says anything. You don't know her. She she was not McKenzie to watch it. No, she wanted Uh, to watch Alone or some garbage like that. We watched. I'm just kidding. I'm excited to watch Alone. I know Andrew. I was going to say, it. <laughs> really good. That's one of the things I chose to not talk about. <laughs> I, I know, I know. I'm but uh, but I do recommend it. Uh, the only can I, before you move on from American sure, Gladiators, sure, can sure, I sure. pitch that we do? <laughs> I know that they've. I know that they've redone American Gladiators. They're actually in talks to reboot it again. From like from WWE, I think is talking about it. Um. But I'd like to do one where there's a guy that wears a skin tight like like attorney's outfit and we call him Blazer. <laughs> That's all. That's the full <laughs> setup for that for that payoff. Yeah, but can it please be B dash laser? B laser. <laughs> like blazer, but like B dash laser. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm here for it. <laughs> so the and only other thing like I should mention Laser's like evil mm-hmm. twin. <laughs> mm-hmm. Laser's awesome. His his teeth are fake now. They're very perfect. But he he comes across as such a nice guy. And he was like the only original guy that stuck with it through the entire runtime. He was in the most episodes of any of the Gladiators. I'm going to be walking Gladiators trivia right now. And yeah, like, I love trivia, that you know like the full lore of American Gladiators because like I know the show, but I couldn't have named one character. You know? Definitely. Yeah. And Lauren, Thunder. I appreciate your feedback, but I had such a good segue lined up and you murdered oh, it. You sorry. just like, if my segue was a tiny dog, it's you okay. picked this it up and punched it all off the time. of a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> just completely destroyed the Batman uh, punted Baxter. <laughs> You're the Batman, Lauren. You're the Batman. <laughs> Which makes you Jack Black, if I remember correctly. Um, all That's right. Uh, 
for all of my trivia knowledge that I'm showing, I do want to point out, and I just want to say a good thing about my best friend, Andrew, and that's that he is a trivia whiz. We went to our local trivia, nothing special. We we weren't winning. I think we were in like fourth or fifth place. We had a final question as we do, and of everyone in the room, Andrew was the only person that knew the answer, and because of that, we won. I would like to point out, Andrew... How did you? I'll I'll give you the question in just a second. Um, what was your initial response when they read the answer to the question? <laughs> I think it was one level below standing up and going, "Suck it, everybody!" <laughs> and then right after, <laughs> that's how everybody, everyone looked at me as if that's what I did. That's I can tell you that's what it felt like. <laughs> because right after that is when they said, and only one team got the answer correct. <laughs> And then, and then I believe, I believe I doubled down and reacted again. <laughs> uh, so we can't go back. Uh, okay, so here's the question. I'll pitch I'll the question real quick. know what the question quick. is, yeah. And we'll see if anybody in chat knows before we go to our master categories. What book series started in 1992 is, uh, became very popular, has spawned two movies in the last decade, and is now the number two best-selling series of all time behind Harry Potter? When they asked the question, I wrote, I said it to to Doug immediately before they even finished the question. I said it to Doug. I wrote it down, and we had it submitted before he had even repeated the question. Okay, Can so I, I say who I'm disappointed sure. in? My clue is that it is to be something that you like. So I'm like, now I have to like narrow it down that way. I'm disappointed like, <laughs> in Kreider. I really want to put out I'm there. Honestly, disappointed. Not disappointed. I'm not disappointed. I'm angry. Is it Ninja Turtles? <laughs> now? It's like the I'm flip. Thinking? It's like the flip of that. Um, Is it Ninja I, Turtles? I'm yeah. surprised that this community. I would have assumed of any community, this would be the one that would know it in a second. All right, you ready? Yes. Okay, we'll do. I'll do one more clue. Can I do one more clue? I don't care. Well, I, I knew the clues. answer. <laughs> one. It is geared towards a younger audience, and two. It is a horror theme. Goosebumps? Goosebumps it is. Wow. I didn't know they made two of them, to be honest. I had no idea they made two of them. them. Speaking of movies with Jack Black in it. (laughs) And you want to know how I, this is how, when Doug said, are you sure? Which, of of course, like I had it milliseconds after he said it. But um, when he asked if I was sure, I was like, Doug, this was prime this was prime oh gosh scholastic book fair time for me yeah okay i'm not at all surprised that goosebumps is the like definitely like the number one bet like or second best-selling series for kids i genuinely had no idea there were two movies yeah there's two there are two movies uh another jack black joint wait are both like the the new remake or it was there like one based on one of the books and that's why i'm confused there's one based on the novel Push by Sapphire. I'm just uh, it, <laughs> no, no, but I mean, like, what if somebody yeah. made like just a movie of Night of the Living Dummy or whatever? No, and I just didn't know there, about that. There's yeah. Goosebumps and Goosebumps too. Like, and they've just okay, okay, they've come okay. out in the last decade, and they're yeah. both Jack Black. It's like that the same. It's a continuation funny. of that story. Okay, yes, the, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm genuinely community. shocked. Hopefully, if you're listening and not in Twitch. Hopefully, if you're listening, you got it. And if you got it, big pat on the back. Yeah. If you're driving, use one hand. Because of that, we go back to trivia on Wednesday this week, and we'll have $25 to put toward our food. So Nice. (laughs) 
Very cool. That's right. Very. Exciting. I do I think that people did hate us though because of how I re- I reacted so I don't think vocally. We say, I would like to not say us because it was you, but I think you are right. It is us. I represented because we, we did two things. We did we did two things. One thing is we turned in our answer before they finished repeating the question, which is already <laughs> which, a douche move. Which is something that's a but bit like. Know. Yeah, but you do that as like a to mess with other people it's to kind of like push it. It's a power move. So we turned in our question before our answer before they had finished reading it, and then Andrew was like, "Ha!" And then like nobody else got it. Like legitimately, you could have heard a pin drop. I was I was cheering like such an ass. Ugh. I did feel bad later, but I was so genuinely happy. <laughs> like it was. I was so genuinely happy too. Gosh. Okay. That is All so right. funny. Well, congratulations on your win. Okay, I think that's going to be it for around the table. Uh, let's jump over into our master categories. Every week we talk about the dice we rolled the week <laughs> before, or in this case, two weeks ago, and that gives us our topics. No, it doesn't. That gives us our categories. We pick our topics based on those categories I've been talking so dang much about. Uh, Lauren, why don't you listen to Patrick talk about uh, past technology? Thank you, past tech. So uh, this is, uh, I got inspired this week. So we we did a uh, pool party thing. Yes, we went and hung out at a pool. <laughs> yeah, we <and, laughs> There was a party and it was at a pool. Yeah. Was it That's for 4th of July them. or separately? <laughs> I don't know. I went to a couple this week and I don't remember which which is which, but um, there were some I wish people I could there. I to enough pool parties that I don't even remember. So many yeah. pool parties I can't possibly keep track of. I've only no, been to no, one no. and it was it turned scary. <laughs> okay, great. I remember us three going to a pool together, so now I don't know what Andrew did to you. Um, <laughs> oh, no, no. That was last year, though. That was last year. We'll talk later. I don't know. So anyway, um, and there were a couple people there, uh, some uh, high school students, and they had this thing called a disposable camera. And what I did not know, I'm very familiar with disposable cameras uh, because as a kid, I would have to get, I would get dropped off in front of like a Walmart and have to take them to the back and hand them to someone and then like sit there and like wait two hours for them to give me my photos and then have to go take them back out. That's the experience I remember. Your parents but, made you wait in there for it? Not yes, come back I later had to wait for them to get done. And they it was would on say their, like, it was on their one trip into town every three weeks. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't realize. <laughs> so... But um, but what I learned, so they had a disposable camera, and what I learned is that they paid twenty five dollars for this disposable camera. Can you say that again? Twenty five dollars <laughs> for this disposable Was it camera. A special one. Just a Kodak disposable camera, one time use, and on top of that, to get it developed is still like another ten or twelve or whatever dollars. All right, yes. so we're yeah. we're in this thing, thirty five to forty dollars which is just amazing to me um and it has stuck with me that this resurgence of what i considered very useless tech because it's one thing to have past tech but this feels like useless tech since these we all have iphones we all have the ability to add filters we all have the ability to do that but i was thinking about uh the why behind this and before i jump into uh my musings on this Lauren, were, were were you a big fan of disposable cameras? Did you use them a lot, or do you still use them? 
Uh, yeah, definitely did that a lot. Like I was surprised that you were describing it like this. Cause like, I remember going all the time, like my mom was a very like photo happy person and we would like go to the photo place and like drop stuff off and come back all the time. Uh, I remember like there's a whole store for it right next to the grocery store growing up. Yeah. <laughs> I feel really old describing this to be honest. Uh, but yeah, like regular cameras, disposable cameras, they were all fun. And then now, um, like Trevor really likes Polaroid cameras. So we have a lot of, it's not exactly a disposable camera, but like in the way that you have to like deal with all the film and stuff is kind of what it like reminded me of. And so like we use that a lot. You're not supposed to yeah. shake them. Oh, like, so Outcast was wrong. <laughs> yeah, actually it turns out shaking the picture can actually like crack the layer. You're not supposed to shake it, but sorry, continue. There's also really fun now, like disposable cameras where like they have like overlays and stuff. Um, so like I've seen one, like they used to have this at Urban Outfitters a lot. So like you get ones that have like cats in the corner or Pokemon um, or, you know, like plants, all kinds of different cute themes and stuff. So like I've seen that pop up more often, but that, like those are really fun too. Yeah. I was, so I have, uh, Becca got. <laughs> We're all chatty you, today. You don't, do, you don't, you don't, you don't. <laughs> um, I, uh, Becca got me a, um, a Fuji film. So it's like a Polaroid, right? Yeah. A yeah. Fuji, um, Insta film, um, or Inst, Instax is what they're called actually. Uh, oh, and they take like these little, we, these little Polaroid yeah, size <laughs> things. Um, and so, uh, I've got a bunch like this from our trips, from, uh, things with Cooper and I, uh, and so, I love these these little guys. They're all over my apartments. They're on my refrigerator. They're uh, they're up mm-hmm. um, on my mantle, like above my TV and stuff. Um, and I like these way better than disposable cameras because you get this immediately. And this has yeah. like um, there's a tactile nature to this because you got one. Like you get mm-hmm. a chance at it, and it's different than doing a disposable camera where you get one chance at it. But you get like the you can still get the negatives and go back and reprint. You don't get negatives for this. It's like a one a one and done deal. So um, I'm a fan of this. It's been probably, honestly, it's been probably 20 years since I've used the disposable camera. At least um, okay. I haven't. I don't know. I can't remember the last time I went and even had photos printed. Like even like my digital photos printed. Um, Becca gives me a hard time about it because <laughs> I have all these photos, but none nothing of us up other than these these little like one and done um that's so funny because like yeah i only, only times i've ever done it is like for christmas for my parents <laughs> and i keep one <laughs> so that's the that's the thing that's interesting about this is that the modern disposable camera and there are many brands that are making them now the two most popular are still fujifilm and, and kodak but there are still a lot of brands out there you mentioned um urban outfitters urban outfitters still has brands that they sell specifically uh mm-hmm. but it's not good it's not trying to be the most color accurate film. It's not trying to be the 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 highest. It's um, a novelty. What is it like? Uh, dynamic ratio or or best contrast or whatever. These cameras purposefully add artifacts. They purposefully add grain. They purposefully add jitter. They purposefully add like light bleed. They 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 try to add these um these types of textures and um. I'm trying to look for the other word for it, but but yes, because it's seen as character within the image. They're not mm-hmm. trying to create a, a, a nice image because the people that buy these, they want they you want to the know it was yeah. taken on a disposable camera. They want you to yeah. know it is film, and you're not going to know it's film if the image is 
high fidelity. And so they the hardware, it's not just film differences, but there are hardware differences that add to the character that you get from the film. One of the cameras that sold at Urban Outfitters not only like adds grain and and like it looks like light bleed and stuff to the photo, but it has these little like fold down color filters to go over the flash to, oh, to wow. further like alter the photos that you can take and to try to give you again looks with uh that are very creative. And Doc uh Reed in the chat is asking uh, isn't that what Instagram filters are for? Instagram filters may be the started. reason that there's yeah. been a resurgence of the the want for these type of cameras, right? Um, but on that note, and to go back to what Andrew was saying, this is the thing that stood out to me. There's something to be said for the idea of you have a chance at this and you don't fully know what it's going to turn out as. And then you have to live with it. What whatever imperfections are there, or whatever weirdness is there, you have to live with that thing. And that's part of the excitement and enjoyment. And I think a great modern analog to this may be an application like Be Real, which I do not use, but I understand that there's this attraction to you don't get to choose the time and place. You you just have to take a picture where you're at, and it is what it is. And it's kind of a similar feeling that you're capturing. If you are to use something like a disposable camera, you're interjecting almost like forced personality into what you're doing. And I, I think that is fascinating. Now, I would never spend the money on it. I think it's ridiculous. But I get it. And I do think we have digital or modern or application analogs for, for conjuring this type of feeling. And so from that mm-hmm. standpoint, I think it makes sense. I was I was just real just now while we did that, by the way. Did you really um, just get one just now? <laughs> I didn't get so if you do it in the first two minutes, if you if you are real in the first two minutes, you get two additional photos that you can take uh-huh. at any other time during the day. And I still had I still had uh, another photo I could take. So um, nice. the uh, I love these things. They're not your everyday point and shooter, right? Like they're mm-hmm. to me, they are meant to be a, they're meant to be for occasions. They are event specific. They are special occasions. Um, and yeah, I was thinking they, the last time I actually used a, a digital or a disposable camera was at a wedding. People yeah, I was, I was just gonna say they're perfect yeah. for like a, a wedding scenario. They're perfect uh, for a funeral where you want to get one last shot of Grammy, um, <laughs> Granny Smith, <laughs> one last shot. Um, like a selfie. That's fine. Well, yeah. we'll move on. Um, but <laughs> Last the, memories. Uh, they are uh they're great for that, but they are a novelty. They're not a they're not a must-have. They're they're you don't use them necessarily to document things, you use them to um uh archive an experience. Uh yeah. and I think that they they serve a purpose for that. Um and they are they are fun, but they are not like they're not conducive for group photos because if everyone wants one then you gotta take you gotta take six of them pictures (laughs) or you do the thing where you have it the picture like you put it somewhere cute and then take a picture of that take a picture (laughs) of the picture which i've done yeah Mm -hmm. it is fascinating that we attach the like importance to when we use something like this and so we purposely use something that is undeniably shittier to (laughs) capture moments that are supposed to be more important to us and we're capturing <laughs> and them a wedding, on you a have medium a real photographer too. <laughs> we're capturing them on a medium that is degrading 
And that will not exist, whether it's in 10 years or 15 years or 20 years, that will be dead. Like, it will be gone. That's Like, uh, like Granny. <laughs> like. Just dead and gone. Granny Smith. And with that, that's <laughs> yeah, the end of wow. my category. Disposable cameras, they exist. You can buy them. You shouldn't, but I get it. Andrew. <laughs> okay, I'm going to talk about, I got fashion, everybody. Fashion police. Is that a thing? Yeah, that's a thing. I've heard yeah. of that. You don't have a Woo-hoo! siren on the soundboard. <laughs> fashion oh, I just police. did it for you. <laughs> oh, that's the crickets. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> no, it's uh, that's fine. Fashion police. I don't think I have a siren. If you say it one more time. <laughs> okay, that's what I should have done is fashion police with the air horn. Yes, cut that, that, in, that feels like what the pa- the fashion police would do. <laughs> yeah, cut cut that in for the the the, the finished product. Okay, we are um, we're talking about fashion, and so I just got done with this trip, and one of the things that that stood out to me on several of um, on several of these rides was how uh, creative and how cool some of the attraction outfits are and the attraction specific uniforms are at some of these theme parks. And so I'm going to show you uh, five of my favorite ones. And I'll give like an honorable mention because I haven't actually seen this one in person yet. Um, But as I was researching this stuff, I thought this one looks really cool. Um, But here, here are my, my top five in no particular order, but I will start with Mario since I just spent time talking about that. So here is um, here are the, the outfits for Mario Kart. So when you're riding the Mario Kart ride, all of the, um, all of the, I don't think they're called cast members, but the, the staff members, the people who, who work in the, that part of the park crew, pit crew, (laughs) there you go, um, are dressed like, um, like a pit crew. They're dressed like a, a formula one or NASCAR style driver. They've got these jumpsuits that are really, really high quality, really nicely done. I would totally wear that top. Like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. They've got patches on the sides. Of, of the different cups, uh, the different like racing cups. The, there's a special Universal Studios cup. Um, if you play Mario Kart, you, you're familiar That's with all cute. the different cups. Um, but it has those. It's got the racing strap, uh, racing stripes on the top uh, with like the checkers. And uh, these Mario Kart hats that match this whole thing. They're blue and red primarily with, with black and white. Um, it's very, very cool. Uh, and it's seriously like it helps set the tone. Once you move into the space... You feel like you're getting your, um, you feel like you're really kind of immersed in that place. The whole premise of that ride is that you are having to go against Team Bowser. So you're either, you're on Team Mario and then there's Team Bowser. Team Bowser is all in AR um, Mm -hmm. and you're competing against them and you have to do different things to to knock them out and get first place and all these different things. Um, But as you go through the line, you see physical versions of all these cups um, like oh, on a trophy fun. shelf, you see these, you know, the medallions that, that mm-hmm. make up the different looks when you're inside of the game. Someone Massive played a lot wall. of Mario Kart as a kid. Yes. This is very appealing. <laughs> it's so cool. Everything is, is real tangible. There's a statue of, um, of Bowser, right? When you walk into Bowser's castle, like it's, it's a full size Bowser's castle. As you're walking in, there is a full size, like scale version of Bowser in stone found mm-hmm. out, uh, last week cool. that Gabe Barletta, and our friends over at Storyland, um, so Mel McGowan's, uh, Mel McGowan's company over there with Plain Joe and all these people. Um, but but Gabe Barletta's team um, sculpted that. They helped fabricate That's that uh, cool. that Bowser, um, which is super cool. Um, but the outfits are, they completely keep you in the world while you're there. It's not just some generic thing, and I couldn't be happier. The people in regular Nintendo world, 
have different outfits. So like if you only mm-hmm. have this outfit, if you're in the actual attraction, which is, nice. was one of my stipulations when I was picking out these, um, these costumes for this, uh, for this category. So Mario Kart, absolutely top five for sure. Very cool. Um, the other one is this outfit from the outfit set from Smuggler's Run. So this is from um, either Disneyland or from Hollywood Studios in Galaxy's Edge. Smuggler's Run, um, they have these super cool, let me see if I can get a closer look. Let me see if you can see it on this photo of of this lady. Um, There is a blue like mesh. There we go. There's like a blue oh, mesh nice. yeah. that the that the vests are made out of, and they they have like an they're aerated, they're like double layered, um, so that like there's the the mesh on top, and um, it's got like all these different pockets. It's as if you are in a um, like you're like at a you're like like a docking crew, right? Like you've yeah, got to be yeah. able to have spaces for tools. You've got to be able to show that you know show your documentation that you're there, um, mm-hmm. and then all of that is with it's layered on top of these like really linen-y looking like multi-layered textured like shirts and pants um, that su- look super comfortable. While we were there, I said many times, yeah. I would I would pay a lot of money for one of these outfits. I would wear it all the time because they look so freaking cool. And they looks look comfortable. Yeah. Right, would, yeah, and the hat, the hat is like a blue too, like yeah. um, aviator cap almost. Mm-hmm. Um, so it protects your ears, but so, so cool. Um, okay, on the Disney front. How'd they make safety vests look cool? Like, <laughs> Right? I don't know. A lot of time and effort. Um, yeah, so great. going from cool safety vests to very bright and colorful vests is so this cool. is the, so uh, cool. the outfit set for um, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Um, and specifically, oh. these are for the ones in Disneyland. They're a little bit different in Disney World. I like these a little bit better. Um, so... Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Stop doing thumbs down. They're super fun. These are terrible. They're I not don't terrible. like, this is my the least favorite so bad, far. The colors bad, the cut I, looks weird. Like, oh, but the colors tap. like totally remind me of like Goofy. Like 100%. Let me just, everyone just shut your damn mouths for a second. <laughs> let me have, <laughs> let me tell you why this is so fun. We're playing um, Project Runway, okay? <laughs> back looks like a bellhop. Um, that's a great way <laughs> to describe it, like, it because when you to. walk into this ride, you're walking into the El Capitoon uh, movie theater and you're going through the movie theater lobby. So the whole the whole premise of this ride is that you are going to see the new Mickey and Minnie short um, and it's called the um, it, it's called Mickey and Minnie's um, day at the day picnic at the park picnic at the park um, and uh, so you're going to watch the premiere of this new Mickey and Minnie short. So you're at the movie theater, you're walking around seeing movie posters, you're seeing the queue is absolutely incredible. Um, and like I, I could go on and on about the queue for this one. Um, you're seeing movie props, and I'm doing air quotes, props mm-hmm. from all of these animated movies, but in real life. So you're seeing costumes from Mickey throughout the years from old films. You're, you get to, to move the actual steering, um, steering wheel from Steamboat Willie. You see oh, his magical sorcerer that. hat. Like the whole idea is that you're, it's like a movie um, museum and it's mm-hmm. showing you all these props. They're obviously, I mean, these are animated films. They're not actual props. If I have to tell yeah, that's, you that. That's really fun. Then, okay. But that's the idea. So you're in a movie theater. So the, the, the cast members who are there for the front half of the queue are in these movie theater, old school bellhop style outfits. And they look very traditional. They look like a classic um, movie usher style outfit. Very bright, very vibrant because you're in Toontown. 
So that's mm-hmm. the, the color. When you say they're class, they're, they are classic in terms of like, yeah, the style and embellishment, but then they're like, like glossy. I would imagine like that's what, flat and whatever. In, but That's what I was saying. You're in Toontown. So you're in you're a in cartoon Toon. movie theater. So that's the mm-hmm. idea. You're in a cartoon movie theater as a really stark juxtaposition from like the galaxy's edge stuff where it's really gritty and dull and dark and earthy. This is everything opposite that everything is shiny and bright. But then the, and this is a little bit of a spoiler, but as they're showing you the cartoon, you, you get sucked into the cartoon as part of the queue. And once you move to the second half of the queue, you are now in the cartoon. You're getting onto the train um, and you're going to be going on this picnic in the park with the characters. And so now every cast member who's in the second half of the queue is wearing this conductor style outfit where you see the stripes are actually imperfect. They look like hand-drawn stripes. If you look mm. down, think everything has a is slightly askew, very bright, very colorful, very playful, because it, you are meant to be in an actual cartoon once um, once you're in that part of the queue. It might not be your favorite aesthetically, but 100% helps the immersion in the actual ride because of how the transition between the two costumes. So is so that color power lime green? <laughs> Probably. No, power lime wears yellow. Oh yeah, it is yellow. He's right. She's right. <laughs> They're right. I don't know what your pronouns are. <laughs> um, we'll get there. <laughs> uh, it was. Uh, it, it 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 absolutely helps tell the story. Um, it's not my favorite in terms of aesthetic. Like I would, I would, I would leave I would not this wear over this. some of the other ones. No, but when you're talking about how it enhances the storytelling and the fashion, how in the fashion of these these costumes helps enhance the storytelling. This one couldn't be left off the list because it's really, really. I would just if I was applying Patrick's to work not at the theme park, <laughs> I would Patrick's be so wearing. bummed if I got put on this ride. <laughs> not because the ride's good or bad, but if if they were like, "Here's your outfit," and by the way, you have to purchase five of these to have, I would be devastated. <laughs> <laughs> Got to uh, like, uh, you know, get the promotion off of the Runaway Railroad to the next one. <laughs> that's so funny because. I think I would prefer this over some of the other ones. Um, so far of the ones that you've shown, this is the one I would be least excited about, but it's because I like the other. I just really Now here's a, here's a point that I want to make. There Disney has created probably 100 different cast member costumes for the parks. Like I'm showing you that what I think are the top 5 or the 5 most immersive, but most yeah. of them aren't really that great. There are a lot there a lot of them are very generic. A lot of them are very kind of blah. These are uh, clearly much more of the, the more recent uh, ride editions and uh, expansion editions, but um, they have really upped their game in terms of the, the costuming um, for, um, for these, these uh, cast members. All right. So speaking of the going, going from saying these are very new to very, very classic, um, classic uniforms that can't be left off this list are our friends over at the haunted mansion. Yeah. So the I would wear the, this in a heartbeat. The haunted mansion has a very distinguishable, uh, very recognizable costume and outfit. It's this this like really rich, deep hunter green with um, these purple, like this plum purple um, accoutrement. So like these accents. So like there's a the men uh, wear these these vests. Um, that are these purple with gold um, accents or brass accents. And uh, the the dresses are, they have the purple inlaid in the stripes down like the, mm-hmm. the apron on them. So fun. 
they, and it's almost like as soon as you put this outfit on, you are absolutely transported into being just a dark kind of grudgingly scary type person. Um, and I've actually uh, seen people wearing just this costume as like a cosplay before. Like, I I think out of all of them, like, I don't think I've ever seen any other like ride attendant costume recreated other than this one. Yeah. It's iconic. Like it's, it's Mm -hmm. as iconic as, you know, seeing the castles. When you see someone wearing this, you know what the, what it's from. Um, something fun, uh, in addition to that, is uh, they are doing all this promotion for the new Haunted Mansion movie that's coming out. And uh, as I was looking this up, I found- The trailer looks really good, actually. What? The trailer I thought looked really good. The movie looks great. I can't find it. Quite amount of dark. Here we go. Mm -hmm. Jamie Lee Curtis. It looks actually scary. Owen Wilson and Lakeith Stanford all went to Disneyland. And what did I say? You said Stanford. Stanford, Stanford. Stanford. yeah, the college. Yes. <laughs> the <laughs> university. I can say um, Stanfield. Maybe like all went, is so awesome. <laughs> they all went and worked, worked um, the- uh, Is that Owen Wilson? Yes. Oh my Owen gosh. Wilson, Jamie Lee Curtis, and- um, Lakeith Stanfield. Lakeith Stanfield. <laughs> I don't know why I want to call him Stanford. <laughs> um, are all, uh, they all worked the attraction in the actual attraction garb um, for some promotion stuff. But yeah, there's That's Owen Wilson right there. Fun. Um, super cool. Like you see that and you know immediately what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And then finally, uh, my out of my top five is, I couldn't leave this off the list. And this is Rise of the Resistance. Now, Patrick, yeah. I know you've not mm-hmm. written Rise of the Resistance yet. Um, maybe someday you'll get an opportunity to. But I don't want to anymore. That's good. Yeah, it's, it's overplayed. Um, but what's so cool about, uh, without going too deep into what this is, because there are some people who haven't written it yet and there's, there's still a lot of fun with it. There's many levels to this ride, um, different sections, different things that you do. It's a, I think it's a 16 or 17 minute long attraction with three, I believe, different ride mechanics that are all included in this. Um, and so there's a lot of cast members who have to help bring this story to life and what you're looking at right now are just a couple of the costumes and the uniforms for those cast members. I don't want to show you all of them because that gives some I, stuff away. I really um, wanted the rebel ones here. Like they just look like it's just basically like casual Star Wars clothes and yeah. they look so cool. <laughs> are you saying you're so, not going to so cool. show the uh, zombie officer outfits because you don't want to give anything away? Yeah, I don't want people mm-hmm. to know that there's undead. Um, I can see that. And so we'll cut that out. We'll cut that out of the That's end. the rise um, part of Rise of the Resistance. It's where everyone rises back. Yeah, well, no, that's the Jesus character. <laughs> the whole the whole ride culminates in the, the resurrection of Jesus. Um, and it's, uh, it's quite powerful, honestly. I saw 17 <laughs> children come to Christ that day. <laughs> um, this, uh, this, this whole like dichotomy between like the super staunch, rigid, dark, um, very put together, um, like Imperial, uh, mm-hmm. or first order style outfits, um, uh, as a contrast to the very earthy, everything's a little bit mismatched. Things are like asymmetrical, um, look and feel of the, of the, um, the, not the rebellion, yeah, the, the resistance. The, oh, the resistance. yeah, yeah. Sorry. I mean, it's called Rise of the Resistance. I think it's. Yeah, yeah. I, I think like, there's no, a bit Rebellion of a spoiler is Star in the Wars, name dude, there. But yeah, I forgot it's um, Resistance in First Order. But the Resistance. So it's uh, this ride. This ride. Uh, it's it's fantastic, and the costuming. You can't have the level of immersion in this ride that you get 
without the costuming, without the the uh, the outfits, and without um, all all of the uniforms that have to to work in in play with what's happening in front of you and around you. So, um, and then mm-hmm. here's my here's my honorable mention. I haven't ridden this ride yet, but the outfits look super cool, and it's the the outfits it's for the Tron cool. Light Cycle Run um, that just opened at Magic Kingdom. Um, it's out in Shanghai Disneyland. Um, but uh, what are you doing? That you don't these like? These are now the these are now the worst. I changed my mind. Don't these they light terrible. up though? On the back, uh, I don't know. I haven't seen them in person. I didn't if see them. I, I, I saw a picture where they me. were they like they were lit up in the dark. Like okay, the, the, then those that's thin cool. lines were lit up. Okay. On the back, it has this like Tron. Um, I was see, trying to see if I could find the back of one of them. Um, it has like the here we go. It looks yeah, much this, better while people are. This walking probably lights and, up. Yeah, yeah, that probably mm-hmm. lights up. But the once you go to, Iron Man, once you once you go into the grid. <laughs> Uh, once you go into the grid, this is what the this is what the um, cast members are wearing, and I think it helps again bring the immersion. It's not just what everyone else in Tomorrowland is wearing. You know instinctively when you're in there, this is Tron. You're in the grid, um, and whether it's my favorite outfit or not, I think it absolutely contributes to the overall effect of of what people are doing. So it doesn't. Um, there you go. That's uh, that's my top five plus an honorable mention for um, theme park attraction uniforms. Okay, quick. You can only wear one. Which one do you wear? I wear Smuggler's Run. Lauren, you can only yeah. wear one. Which one do you wear? Smuggler's Run. I wear a Haunted Mansion. I, w- yeah, I was going to say second place respect. was the Mario ones. I thought those were really good. And I would I wear think- that to a convention all the time because that's like a really easy costume. Like I might make a Mario Kart pit crew costume because I would just be wearing a jumpsuit. Yeah. <laughs> Smugglers and Mario look the most comfortable. But I just feel like I would have to wear Haunted Mansion. I think the only reason I wouldn't wear Haunted Mansion is because I would be afraid that the crotch would would ride. You know? <laughs> like when you wear dress pants, you'd have to be really, you'd have to have a really nice tailored crotch spot for those pants. I don't find that problematic. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'll shout On out that, that I note. thought a lot of the the Marvel costumes were really cool in like the Avengers campus when we were there last time. Yeah, they were pretty cool. There, there's so much to talk about that I didn't talk about, but yeah, um, yeah. I just wanted maybe- to sh- like small shout out that they they do have great costumes in that area. I think they did a really good job where they like each one looks different, but you know, like and and they're like again, it's kind of like casual versions of all the like people would hang out in the background of these movies yeah. and they do a great job. I did get the opportunity to go see Rogers the musical, which oh, came out yeah. the day before I got there and it's only there for two months. I definitely um, want we'll to ask about that one. We'll have to talk about that some other time. Um all right. Like do they do good. uh they yeah. did a revised version of the gambler for Rogers the musical, right? The gambler? Yeah, this is Kenny Rogers. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The Kenny Rogers the musical. Yeah, they <laughs> I think there was a bit of a lull when they talked about uh, Kenny's roasters or uh, Rogers roasters or whatever it was. Kenny Rogers roasters. Yeah. You don't remember Kenny Rogers roasters? I I don't know what that is. It was a competitor to Boston Market. He had like a chicken place with sides. Did you go to it? Oh, wait. I thought you meant. Absolutely. I thought you said you're their competitor at Boston Market, like American Gladiator. Like, this is one of the... <laughs> so much miscommunication happening here. And then they even did I've an episode... Seen one. They even did an episode highly featuring it on Seinfeld, where Kenny Rogers Roasters opens up across the street from... from uh, um, 
oh my gosh, Kramer. And he go, he goes blind. He starts seeing everything <laughs> in tones of red because there's this glowing red light and he tries to sue Kenny Rogers Roasters. <laughs> oh, I will go watch that now. Now, I'm fit. now I want to know more. Okay. Just because Good. of Seinfeld. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop a link to Kenny, the, the Wikipedia page for Kenny Rogers Roasters in our Slack after this is over. So hop on over there and, and join the conversation. Okay, that's <laughs> it for me. Lauren, um, why don't you talk about uh, your category? I would be delighted to. Uh, so last week I got a one and you guys were kind enough to give me Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. This is the opposite of a one. This is <laughs> this is what I might have picked if I had it's a 20. because I <laughs> wanted to talk about it, but I knew I had a thousand other things to talk about. And I'm like, this is my only way of getting, and I knew Patrick didn't have film. Yeah, I was really I was really happy that you picked this because also I was like, I really want to talk uh, like more about Nimona, but if I have to pick one or the other, I need to talk about Indiana Jones as well. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. so uh, I would say that going into this, I was very worried. Um, I remember how painful Crystal Skull was. The reviews uh, like coming out of Cannes were absolutely ripping this movie apart. So I was like, I wanted to like this movie, but I was just nervous. So I stopped watching trailers and stuff and just went in and saw the movie and holy shit I was just so happy like this movie is excellent like I was really happy it is a it is a fun movie I I think we're gonna stay spoiler free for the top portion of this conversation by the way so if you've not seen it yet you can stick around we will be very very clear when we go to spoilers it'll be right at the very end of the show yeah, I think that that's great because it's been a couple weeks, but I know that not everyone has had a chance to see it yet. There's a lot of movies out, but yeah. So um, just just in case no one knows anything about it, the, the kind of summary of this movie that I wrote real quick is that um, retiring archaeologist Indiana Jones races against time to retrieve a legendary artifact that can change the course of history. Accompanied by his goddaughter, Helena, Helena Shaw, he soon finds himself squaring off against Nazi, uh, ex-Nazi Jürgen Volger on his own quest to rewrite history vague enough as I can get. Um, so like I said, expectations were not great going into this, but completely proven wrong. I think the movie kicks off with a sequence that just like feels so Indiana Jones that I was yes. like, Oh, if this is what we're in for, I am so happy. Like, I, like it was really exciting. It's really funny. Like it's kind of like, I think that this movie did a really good job of taking all of the like ingredients that you want in an Indiana Jones movie and like, putting it together over and over in a way that never felt like it copied itself or like, you know, kind of that like feeling like force awakens where it was like too close of a copy to the scenes. Like it, it took the things that you want to see and like remix them into a way that like worked really, really well so far. Yeah. I, I uh, 100% agree with that. It felt very Indiana Jonesy. It felt like a return to the original, um, to the original trilogy um, essence. The, yeah, the, 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 the essence, essence is, is there. absolutely there. Like, I know this is a new director. It's like the only one that's like not a Steven Spielberg movie. But like, I think that James Mangold did a good job of like kind of um, like Spielbergizing his own style, like some to enough where I'm like, I under, I see what you're doing here. I see you trying to like, you know, pay homage to this style, but not... Uh, get lost in it um, and like still kind of do things that are unique to his style. And like, I, I thought it was like, just, just a really like, this is much more what I, I think is like a good way to like send off Indiana Jones. Like Crystal Skull to me was like such a disappointment. Cause it's like, this is a character you, that I love. I love all three of the original movies. And like, I think last crusade is like a really good ending for that character. So like, if you're going to bring this up, 
like you need to like have a reason. And Crystal Skull was like the worst way to like leave the last taste in your mouth on this. And like having this to like come now, I think I'm like, thank goodness that this is now what we have as like our last memory. Cause this by far and away is a, like is just, just destroys Crystal Skull as far as like, is this a good movie or whatever? Yeah. I think that, uh, I think that, that, uh, first of all, this was funny. I just saw this. Yeah. I just saw that too, which is really funny. I'm really happy. (laughs) Um, We finally agree on something. Um, we, uh, I, I think that we can honestly, much like the Incredible Hulk, just kind of got forgotten from the from the canon of films. We can just forget about Crystal Skull. Yeah, like, I think I that like that's Shia kind LaBeouf. of how I. Yeah, I, like I don't Shia have a LaBeouf, problem with him. Yeah, but I'm okay. I think there's zero reason to incorporate that in the canon of this. As far as I'm concerned, this this film franchise has four films, not five. I, I do think that the way that they used what happened in the fourth film worked well for me. But other than that, like, yeah, not not sure that we we needed it as much. Um, but I think that this was I, I really like the new characters that they introduced. Like Helena is awesome. I love Phoebe Waller-Bridge. So like I was like really just ex- like hoping this movie was good for her sake. And I think that she especially just seems super cool in this movie and like just like kicks ass like is cool is sexy like she feels like if like we need a new Indiana Jones I'm ready to watch a whole series with her and like her kind of um you know short round stand in Teddy was also really cool like I, I I really enjoyed like the the things that they added to this as well I wish that well I this is I, that's a spoiler so I'm gonna say save that for yeah. later <laughs> um <laughs> sorry <laughs> keeping it general yeah, I agree. I, I think the the other characters there's some there are some areas that I thought could have been a could have been a nice. There were, there was lots of fan service, and I thought it was well done fan service. There, I think yeah, it it felt like not pandering. And, yeah, it didn't feel like pandering. There's one area I felt like if things had happened in a different timeline, um, like if this film had come out slightly later. Oh my gosh, in, I think we have this, I have this note, then I, I think. I'm pretty sure we would have seen another character We, we just need to save this, this we'll, we'll absolutely save, bring we'll this up that. during so, spoilers. Yeah, yeah, we'll or maybe that, we should but, just transition into that now. But overall, I think that this was a, a really good movie. I, I, I've i heard a lot of people haven't liked it, um, but like I, I do see flaws in this movie. I'm not going to act like there's not problems with the script or some plot holes and stuff. But like, I think that all the Indiana Jones art movies, yes. like, they're kind of flawed. Like, I think that this just feels like another, you know, entry into the adventures and just like fits with them. Like, it's the same type of flaws that are wrong with the other movies. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. I don't feel like this is like, it's like when people complain that like, oh, this Predator movie really didn't like, you know, elevate anything. I'm like, it's not always supposed to. OK, like a Predator movie is just a movie where an alien hunts a bunch of people and like hopefully they kill it at the end. I don't even care about that. It's just fun. Like th- I don't we, need it to be something better than that. Like and we I think had a this- similar. <laughs> yeah, we had a similar conversation outside of outside of the movie realm. But that applies very directly to that where people some people hold as a point of reference, they hold a singular point of reference for something and saying, I really like X. Let's say I, I really like um, Schindler's List, right? Like that's a film that it's like my favorite film, whatever it is. Then that's their point of reference. And then they go watch Jackass and they're like, well, it's no Schindler's List. 
Well, yes, yeah, yeah. It's not <laughs> supposed to be Schindler's <laughs> List. Enjoy the thing for the thing that it's intended to be. Don't hold it up to something that it's not intended to be. And I think and that's a, try to a great way those. to put it. Yes. And so I think like when you compare it to other Indiana Jones films, it's it's like they're all a little goofy and silly. And you're like, yeah. just like, don't worry too much about how that works or whatever. Because like, that's not really don't what the movie's about. Don't get too caught up in the mechanics of it. Because if you do, you'll start, you'll, it's just, it's not intended to be a docu flick. Like it's not. Yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. <laughs> like um, I don't like need it to be super scientifically accurate or whatever. Like that's not, I like the fun and the adventure aspect of it. And like it nails that level and that vibe so well that like how I don't know how you could like sure be sad if you like if you're a big Indiana Jones fan watching this movie. Will if you're still here I have an idea for your next video five differences between Jackass and Schindler's List <laughs> <laughs> only five though only five <laughs> yeah yeah the first see one you- is that one <laughs> see if you can see if you can spot five spot, you can call it spot the differences <laughs> That's the that's the, the the video series. Okay, so then Lauren, before we, I think Patrick had a good idea, and and maybe did you see that in the chat? Um, mm-hmm. In our yes, yes, okay. I think that's a good idea. Um, but before we get to explaining what that is, why don't you like rate it? Like on a one to ten, what's your rating of this film? I actually wanted to to question you guys instead of a regular rating, should we rank this with our uh, with the other Indiana Jones movies instead? That's fine, but I also do want to hear your like as a standalone film, like what your rating is. On you you should do both. You should do both because chat is okay. trying to figure out your order. Okay, my my personal order for the films is that like Raiders and Last Crusade change position constantly for me. Like <laughs> sometimes it's which one I've watched more recently, and sometimes like someone points out something cool, and I'll change my mind. I love both of those movies almost equally. I think uh, then Temple of Doom, then this one. I might rewatch this one and and shift it around in the exact same way where I'm like these movies feel very even to me of like how much I liked it, and then out oh, Crystal of the Skull is is forgotten. We're done. <laughs> yeah, I think mine would be. Um, I think it's probably the same. I think it's probably the same. Mm-hmm. You said. You said you put uh, Temple of Doom before the before Dial of Destiny. Yes. Yeah, um, but I, I might rewatch this one, and uh, but I think it's very hard to beat a movie I've seen like a thousand times after. Yeah, I've it like once. I think it's just just, very just almost by almost by default, if it's part of the original trilogy, the original trilogy has to go one through three for most mm-hmm. properties, and then anything on top of that goes after. So I think it would go. I think it would go. Um, uh, Temple of Doom would sit like Raiders and um, Last Crusade sit as like one and two and a constant. Yeah, I really like, I change sh- them all the time. Which one of those I actually think is better? But I think they're both such good movies, so I, they're very even. And I honestly am going to leave. I'm going to leave Crystal Skull off the list. Like, there's just no reason. Yeah, to, we don't to even qualify. need to mention that. <laughs> um, but then I, what number rating would you give out of ten? Because that's how we rate films. Yeah, I'm going to give it a. I'm going to give it an eight. Yeah, I was That's like mine. eight and a half or nine, uh, maybe it, like eight. It, it, I was. Hey. I'll go eight and a half. I think. I I I'm just gonna, really was so surprised how much I loved this movie. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and just throw it out there. I think a lot of people hate your ratings. That's okay. But that's fine. I'm just because I've been. I I haven't seen this, but I've been reading the Slack comments, and I think what you both did was just controversial. Um, that's fine. I don't I actually, need validation by people who I don't agree with. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, also, like, it's just one of those things where, like, I can like it, you could not. And that is totally fine with me. Like, I, but I had a really good time watching this movie. And, and I, and I will, in spoilers, get into some of the things that I think 
didn't work about this movie, but it's a pretty short list in my, you know, like, sure. it, I don't think that any of those things ruined the movie or like took me out of it or, you know, did anything negative, like, or like, don't outweigh the negative, the positives of this movie. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, and one, one of the positives for me is I watched this film with Cooper. This is the first yes. Indiana Jones I've been awesome. able to watch with Cooper and he loved it. Um, and it was fun to sit there and watch it. Uh, honestly, getting a little choked up with him there because this is a film that I watched. Oh, when I, I was cried a couple times during this movie. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but he loved it. Like he he was absolutely great. In, in love with the film. So that to me makes a, a big difference too. So, okay. So I think what we're going to do then is <laughs> we will talk spoilers, but we're going to actually close this episode out. So if you want to hear spoilers, the only way for you to do that is to check in on us on Twitch tv slash m of one podcast so we're gonna close this episode out here and then uh, we're gonna stick around and talk about some spoilers to those who uh the true believers um yeah. <laughs> them, uh, and have some discussion about that there but before we do that we do need to roll our dice to figure out what we're talking about next week so yes. I, almost, okay. uh, I tried to turn that into something for us and i almost said m of one levers but that doesn't sound very... Uh, it doesn't sound very leader. loyal. I know a couple of people who fall into that category. <laughs> Should I mention them by name? Uh, I rolled an 18 for mine, and then I rolled a 3, so future. Um, TV. Great. Nice. And okay. I got 17. What'd you roll, Patrick? 18. Cool, we're I'm rolling again. <laughs> We're rolling again. <laughs> I'm so upset that I blew who shat on the floor at my wedding because I got podcasts and YouTube this week. Yeah, you messed up. You messed up. No, you can talk about, you know what you're going to talk about. You're going to talk about Dungeons and Drag oh. Queens. But I feel like we've already talked about Dimension 20. So like one of us what has, is, you know, Andrew, what did you roll just now? I rolled an 18. You know, the, your re-roll. Your- my re-roll was a 16. <laughs> okay. My re-roll was an 11. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Got different numbers. 16. It's books. Son of a gun. You want to trade? <laughs> I'm no, no, no. Come on. Come on. Music. Let's get the trifecta of what garbage was, what categories. Was yours? 11. Let's get the trifecta of You garbage. like music. <laughs> <laughs> I think architecture is worse. You got tech. I love architecture. <laughs> oh, I got I tech? I think that's a hard one. Yeah, you got architecture. Okay, sweet. I mean, sorry, tech. Oh, thank you. I got tech. Tech, tech, tech. Tech, okay, tech, tech. tech. Yeah, I got You got tech again? Music. Get yes, off my back. Yes, That's some did. garbage. You got future Some other tech? kind of camera. Great, yeah, which we're is talking basically about, tech. We're talking about the blockchain. <laughs> um, okay. You can find all the stuff that we talked about over at mof1.network. That's where you can find show notes and links as well as an archive with hundreds of episodes full with hours and hours and hours relentless hours of us talking about different things with different people from all over the world, all sorts of fun topics. I'm sure there's something for you and your friends. So, hey, tell them. And you can also find us on all the different podcast platforms. Um, when you're at the, uh, the the podcast platform, then you subscribe. <laughs> That's how you do it. And you listen and then you share from there uh, and you uh, leave a review. When you leave a review, we will read it on the air. We will do it in whatever fun lingo with whatever fun accent you ask us to um just drop it there and tell us what you want lauren to say uh and then uh while you're on our page m of one.network you can find that little slack icon click on that 
That will take you to our Slack invitation. That will bring you to our Slack channel. That is where our community meets every single day. We talk about fun things, not so fun things. We have controversial conversations. We share the work that we're working on. We talk about things that we want to buy. There's so many different channels with so many conversations happening at all hours of the day. There's no telling what you're going to run into while you're there. So join the conversation on there. You can also find us on twitch.tv slash I'm of one podcast. Follow us so you never miss an episode and then join us by subscribing. Um, you can use your Prime subscription to subscribe to one uh, one show every single month for free. That gives us a couple dollars and you're taking a couple dollars out of Bezos's pocket. It's honestly a win-win-win, a classic Michael Scott win-win-win. But you do have to click that little button every month to... Uh, re-up your subscription. So hop on over there and do that. Um, that's how you also get to be part of the conversation while these shows are happening. And then find out about things that happen after we're done recording, like uh, spoilers that we're going to jump into in just a moment. Uh, anything else, Patrick? I don't think so. I think we've covered uh, everything. I think that's it. I got to, well, <laughs> oh, that was the first wait. breath that I took in 17 minutes. I should clarify, for those that want to hear the conversation that's about to happen with all the spoilers... When we say check it out on Twitch, yes, you can check it out on lot. Uh, you can check it out when it's live. But also, if you subscribe on Twitch, you get sixty days of past content, so you can right. go rewatch anything. So, just want a little bit of clarification that mm-hmm. if you miss this, if you sub, you can go back and rewatch. Yes, thank you. That's a good point of clarification. Yeah, YouTube. Um, okay, I you think uh, I think that's it for this episode. We're going to hop out of here. I'm Andrew. I'm Lauren. I'm Patrick. Peep, peace out. Peep, peace out. Adios. <laughs> I delete the replays off of YouTube.